Am I already live? What in the heck? How did this... What is going on with this thing? Welcome to tonight's show, if I'm already live, as it's telling me. Boy, I just can't catch a break, man. Just when you think... Just when you think you're ahead by a mile, you're behind. Yeah, I'm live. Yep, I'm totally live. Wow. That's embarrassing. Welcome to tonight's show. My name is Jeff. I am coming to you live. We got some exciting things to nerd out about, so we're going to do that. Hopefully the picture and the audio are to your liking. We've done some major over... Some major vamping, revamping. We've revamped the situation here down in the basement. And things are things are getting better all the time. Um, I am so blown away by this news that I am hearing. This is from Variety. I'm just gonna like dive. Let's just dive right into it, shall we? Hopefully we're we're live everywhere. I mean, did did did, did it work? Did it? Are we doing what we're supposed to be doing? Am I live? Yes, I am. Cool. All right. So I'm a ginormous Beatles fan, like just huge. You know, it doesn't tell me that I'm live right now. That's what annoys the crap out of me about this. It's not showing me that I am live. I don't like that. What's up, mom? Mom Longoria in the house. There we go. Now it's starting to populate. There we go. Cool, cool. All right. Yeah, so I'm a huge Beatles fan. I love the Beatles unapologetically. I don't want to hear anybody give me crap for that. You know, it's a big, it's always a big thing, right? What what are you, a Beatles fan or a Stones fan? It's like uh it's like you can only be one or the other. Sometimes it's Beatles and Elvis. Sometimes it's Stones versus Beatles. I will always be a Beatles guy. I love the Stones as well. Don't get me wrong. They are great. But the Stones will always be second banana to the Beatles for me. It's just, it's just the, it's like a law of physics, if you will. It's a law of physics. It's just a natural fact. And the Stones, no matter how many years have passed, will always be trying to catch up to the Beatles. But the irony is, is that the Beatles have been broken up for, you know, going on six decades now. And still, somehow the Stones live in the shadow of the Beatles. That's what's, that's the irony. That's what's so funny about all this sort of stuff. It's, it's this notion that, you know, they, you know, no matter what they do, they will always be trailing behind, even a band that's no longer around. So, you know, th they have like a friendly rival. They've had a friendly rivalry for years. And from time to time, you'll hear Mick Jagger, you know, go off in the press, you know, over the years talking about how they are better than the Stone, uh, better than the Beatles. And, you know, Paul will always, you know, shoot back. When John was alive, it was the same kind of thing. John would always, you know, kind of shoot back in the press. And they would just go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. 
But we all know the truth. We all know the truth. Down to the fact that it's Mick Jagger who was inducting the Beatles into the Rock and Roll of Fame. Let's let's go over it. Let's go over the list of things. I know that we're here to not just talk about this rivalry, but it is important when discussing you know this this incredible insane news this idea that the rolling stones are recording with paul mccartney and ringo Starr. first let's take a look back you know the beatles were an established band before the stones the beatles started writing their own songs before the stones the beatles were playing out before the stones did i think the stones got their start in 62 so you know just a few years behind the beatles but the first hit, and this is what, you know, when people want to tell me that the, you know, the Stones are better than the Beatles, pound for pound, whatever, I always like to reference that the first the first hit for the Stones that wasn't a cover song was written by Lennon and McCartney. In fact, they came to Lennon and McCartney one day and they said, hey, could you write us a song that could perhaps get us a number one? And Lennon and McCartney who at, were so in sync with each other. They were so, you know, uh, compa- uh, compatible. No, that's not the right word. Uh, simpatico. Simpatico, is that the right word? They were so in tune with each other. Uh, the chemistry was so perfect that they could just go off in a corner, hum a couple bars to each other, you know, with the guitars, you know, just sort of like in whispered strums, if you will. And they come back and they go, here's I Want to Be Your Man. Now, the Stones got their first hit with I Want to Be Your Man. Do you know what the Beatles did with I Want to Be Your Man? And this is not a dig at Ringo Starr. We we talk often on this channel about how great. I did a whole video about why Ringo Starr is so great. But just in, you know, in this greater sort of, you know, idea of like where a drummer sits in a band hierarchy in general, pejoratively, pejoratively. How about that? We'll say pejoratively. The drummer is always kind of like at the bottom of the barrel, even though that they are the heartbeat of the band, even though a drummer will make or break a band, people always kind of like crap on the drummer. So this notion that the Stones got their first hit with a song that John and Paul were both like, eh, let's let Ringo sing it (laughs) because, you know, as good of a drummer as Ringo is, and he is, he's a freaking goat as good as he is. You know, he's an okay vocalist. You know, he's not, he's no, you know, he's not uh, a singer singer, but you know, he's, he's a novelty. That's what I, that's what it really is. So it's this idea that, you know, the Beatles are basically turning the Stones first number one hit into a novelty song for their drummer to sing. It's like, it just says it all to me about where the Beatles and the Stones stand. And then, like I said, the Beatles, everything that the Beatles did was brilliant and epic in some way, shape, or form, whereas the Stones, everything's sort of patchwork. And the thing was, the Beatles, they in seven years, they were done. In seven years, they was over, man. 1970, Beatles are done. Stones, they're just getting started, man. And, you know, look, the Stones have written some like incredible songs. The Stones have written songs that are definitely better than certain Beatles songs. Like if you want to compare certain Stone songs to certain Beatles songs, don't ask me right off the bat which ones those would be. But, you know, you could easily, easily find Stone songs that are going to smoke Beatles songs and, you know, uh, just as it does vice versa, right? Um, Sorry, hold on one second. 
but like but like th this notion that the Beatles are in this neck and neck rivalry with the Stones is laughable, man. It's laughable. And yes, you can compare them. They it's not apples to oranges. It is kind of apples to apples for a lot of different reasons. Sure, the Beatles kind of ventured off into more of a pop direction while the Stones remained, you know, firmly rooted in in rock and and you know the I don't know, I guess the R&B rhythm and blues that they came from. To an extent, but, you know, everything that, you know, the Beatles did, the Stones would try and follow. The Beatles do Sgt. Pepper. The Stones do Her Majesty's Satanic Service. The Beatles, <laughs> the Beatles have an album called Let It Be. The Stones have an album called Let It Bleed. You know what I mean? Just like stuff like that. And, you know, that's not to say, look, there's some incredible, incredible songs on Let It Bleed as there are incredible songs on let it be. Um, but it's just, it's just so funny. And then, you know, Jagger in the press, he's always like, he's always like, yeah, you know, the Beatles, they didn't really, you know, get to play the big, the, the big venues that we got to play. You don't talk about like doing like the big giant stadium shows, you know, the Beatles, the Beatles were so big at the time when they were, you know, out touring that, never before had it been you know attempted that they would try and have a band play in you know a venue like Shea Stadium like that was revolutionary and you have to remember this is in the days before PAs what is a PA a PA is you know that's what allows you well i don't know if it's PA or if it's monitors monitors are PA okay now i now I might be talking out of out of not knowing. I might not be no. I might not know what I am talking about. Point is, Beatles they could not hear themselves when they were playing these really, really, really big venues. And you know, I I don't know. I just the Stone uh, Jagger has commented in the press and talked about how like the Stones didn't. Yeah, uh, the Beatles never really got to uh, experience anything that the Stones would, and it's because they broke up, man. It's because they broke up before they could. And here you are still cranking it out, you know, in your seventh decade as a band. Mind you, you know, everybody, the, the only, the core that's left now is Mick Jagger and, you know, uh, Keith Richards. Sure, you know, Billy Wyman is still alive, but he he left 30 years ago in 1993. He was like, I'm done. Um, their, their current, bass player is he's just uh he he's like a session player you know i don't think he really has i don't know what exactly his role is but he's not you know when they do a photo shoot he's not there daryl something is his name they don't they don't include him he's not like an official member he's a hired gun you know ron wood charlie watts keith richards Mick Jagger, and now he lost charlie watts one of the great rock and roll drummers truly legend uh you know just a huge 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 loss for rock and roll charlie charlie watts is gone so really the core of the stones now is mick jagger keith richards and ron wood and ron wood you know he's been around for decades and decades and decades he's been around since the 70s but he is not an og 60s you know he, he wasn't there from the beginning the only two left are jagger and richards and by a flip of the same coin on the other side, the only two left 
are Paul and Ringo, affectionately known as the Toodles, the two Beatles that are left. And, you know, over the years, it's kind of like, why wouldn't they just do something, just them as a band? They don't have to call themselves the Beatles, but just go out and rock, you know, occasionally go out on tour and play Beatles songs together, whether it's as, you know, Paul McCartney or Ringo Starr, just like some some variation, some new order-ish way of joy divisioning. You know what I mean? Um, just go out there and do it. And what's funny is Paul fronted a Nirvana. We're going to talk about this more in a little bit. Paul, you know, fronted a sort of reunited Nirvana as, as reunited as Nirvana could get without Kurt Cobain. You know, there, there's some significance to the fact that it's all the members of Nirvana and Paul, which would, you know, lend, lend to the name Nirvana. This is Nirvana with Paul, even though one would say, well, it's not Nirvana without Kurt Cobain. You know what I mean? So it's like Paul is like put himself in that kind of position before. Does he just put the Beatles on such a higher pedestal than say anything else that no way I could never go out as, you know, I guess he does that. He does that as Paul McCartney. He just, Hey, I'm Paul McCartney. And Ringo's never going to be his drummer as Paul McCartney in the same way that Paul McCartney is never going to be Ringo's bass player in the Ringo all-star band. So it's like, they're never going to do anything like that. The only thing they could do is just come together, come together. They could come together and do, Hey, what's up, Angus? How are you? They could come together and just be like a two piece. They could be a white stripes version of the Beatles. It would be even cooler if it was just bass and bass and drums. Now, what here's where here's where things get really interesting and leads to a lot of speculation, which you're about to do. Here's the question. Here's the here here's the the head scratcher, if you will. Um, you have Mick Jagger who functions as the front man lead singer. You have Keith Richards, the guitar player. You have Paul McCartney, also a frontman lead singer, but also the bass player, a bass player. So he's a bass playing frontman. And you have Ringo Starr drummer. Together, you have four members of a functioning quartet music group from two of the biggest, you know, rock and roll bands that ever walked the face of the planet. All of their fellow brothers in arms are gone. What better thing could you do again in your seventh decade, you know, performing music than to maybe band together into some sort of super group novelty and go out on the road and be a band, the rolling Beatles, <laughs> the rolling Beatles or the, the beat stones. My God, my God, they wouldn't call them. They wouldn't, they wouldn't do something that cheesy. They would probably just go out as something else, some other, some other name. But the idea of like Jagger and McCartney, and you know, when you think about them as like collaborators, like in like the studio, it doesn't really make sense. Could you imagine Mick Jagger and Paul McCartney writing a song together? Could you imagine Keith Richards and Paul McCartney writing a song together? I, it just, it would be weird. It, it just doesn't feel right. It just doesn't work. Um, yeah, the rolling beats. Sure. Something, something of that variety. But again, if Paul is going to like do a novelty, like, like front Nirvana, I call them Paul Vana. If he's going to do Paul Vana, 
then why couldn't they just do the rolling beats or the you know the 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 rolling the rolling beetles or the uh the beat stone <laughs> i like the beat stones um it just that would be cool man but you know there's some semblance of reality to this possibly being true and it comes in the form of an article from variety let's take a look at what it is oh it's not gonna let me do that i'm gonna have to do this this and this let's do it look how fast that was all right this is from variety rolling stones recording with paul mccartney and ringo question mark Oh, I like that, Matt. Matt says they could be J-R-M-S, like germs. I don't know. I mean, obviously, I don't think they would pronounce themselves as germs, but J-R-M-S actually kind of works. I, that kind of rolls off the tongue a little bit. No, it doesn't roll off the tongue. But, you know, aesthetically, it it it's sound. It's a sound idea, Matt. It's a sound idea. So here's what we're here's what we're dealing with. This is from Variety. This is an exclusive by Shirley uh, Happerin and uh, Jem Aswad, I guess is their names. And this was published February 21st today uh, in the year 2023. Rolling Stones recording with Paul McCartney and Ringo. Almost 60 years since the first meeting, it looks like the Rolling Stones and the two surviving Beatles may come together on a new Stones album. Variety hears from multiple sources that Paul McCartney has recorded bass parts for a forthcoming Rolling Stones project being helmed by 2021 Grammy producer of the year, Andrew Watt. Ringo Starr is also slated to play on the yet-to-be-announced album. I mean, if Variety is reporting on this, it's coming from multiple sources. I, I think it's got to be true, man. Recording sessions took place in Los Angeles in recent weeks and... While it's unclear what tracks will make the final cut or whether McCartney and Starr would end up on the same song, the album's production is nearing the mixing phase. Frontman Mick Jagger said in 2021 that the group has a, a lot of new tracks done. And guitarist Keith Richards said in a New Year's Instagram post last month, there's some new music on its way. I mean, you have to imagine in a world where Brian Jones is gone, um, Billy Wyman is not there, uh, Charlie Watts is not there. You know, uh, you gotta, you gotta imagine and the stones haven't put out an album in almost 20 years. You gotta imagine if they're going to do something, they should do something with like the Beatles. Like that's, that's the only way they're going to do. And you know, it is the thing that I like about this idea. I, it, it's full circle, man. It's full circle. It started, it started with the Beatles and it ends with the Beatles. Cause come on. Are the Stones going to put out another album after this? Probably not. Maybe this is their last album. You know, I frankly, the <laughs> Bigger Bang could have been their last album. That would have been okay. They had a good song on the Bigger Bang. I forget what it's called. They had a good song on it. So you know, if it is, if it if it is the last album, like fine, whatever. I don't know. I don't know, man. I that, that's okay. Watt, who shared two Grammys at the February 5th ceremony for his work with Ozzy Osbourne, has become the go-to for veteran rock acts, despite having a discography that leans heavily into pop terrain, like Justin Bieber's Peaches and Dua, Dua Lipa, Lipa, Lupa, Dua Lipa's Break My Heart. The guitar virtuoso, oh, he did the new 
Iggy record too called uh loser or every loser. Yeah, this guy is this guy's something else. So he's working with the Stones, so he's worked with Iggy Pop, the Stones, and the Beatles. I mean, this is crazy. The guitar virtuoso uh has himself sat in with such le legacy acts as Pearl Jam, Iggy Pop, and of course Ozzy. He also boasts a close relationship with Elton John, with whom he worked on John's lockdown sessions in 2020, which included the Dua Lipa, Lipa, I don't know how to say that name, Assisted Cold Heart, and the Britney Spears John duet Hold Me Closer in 2021. This guy's done everything. McCartney and Watt have worked together in the past. In a 2021 interview, he says as much, describing a meeting with the producer, I went around for a cup of tea, and of course, we ended up making a track, said McCartney. More, uh, more recently, he was asked in a Q&A posted on his official website what, he's, what he was looking forward to in 2023. Said the Beatle, I've been recording with a couple of people, so I'm looking forward to doing even more. <laughs> I started working with this producer called Andrew Walt, and he's very interesting. We've had some fun. Though he did add, Beyond that, I don't have anything massive planned at the moment. Do uh, Variety has reached out uh, to reps for the Stones, McCartney, Starr, and Watt for comment. The Stones, who have not issued a new album of original material since 2005's A Bigger Bang, have been at work on a new full length for years, with occasional new songs released as singles or as part of a long string of greatest hits collections, connected to their semi-annual semi tours. Their last album of newly recorded material was Blue and Lonesome, a collection of blues covers released in 2016 and featured Eric Clapton on two songs. Ouch. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Who would, who would want to have Eric Clapton on their recordings? Yuck. What a terrible human being he is. Ooh, I'm a little spicy today. Um. You know, it's funny because I'm just kind of like, first of all, the thing about the Stones is they never really broke up, but they tried to go their separate ways. Keith Richards and Mick Jagger both tried to establish solo careers and could not. So it's kind of funny how the four Beatles all had pretty successful solo careers. You know, George Harrison's, you know, post Beatles stuff is besides obviously the magnificent all things must pass which is a masterpiece that is on par with anything that the beatles did partially because a lot of those a lot of those were beatles were songs for the beatles um but besides that you know harrison's work is kind of lackluster paul's is a little lackluster uh john probably had the best solo stuff i think and ringo's you know i mean ringo's ringo <laughs> what else is there to say but but you know that's you know McCartney's had McCartney has hit and misses throughout you know what like fifty years of of recording as a solo artist and with Wings and whatnot, but none of their stuff holds a candle to Beatles. However, where they stand apart from the Stones, Jagger, Jagger, nobody even knows Jagger was trying to be a solo artist. You know, his albums never even never connected once. Right. Same thing with Keith Richards. They just didn't. And I don't know. I guess Billy Wyman, he sort of did stuff with the rhythm, the rhythm, uh, the bluesman or something. I don't know. He had, he had a side 
sideband. I don't think he makes music anymore. I don't know if Charlie Watts ever ventured into anything solo. Point was the Stones realized that they needed each other in order to make money and to sell tickets and to sell albums. So they begrudgingly, despite hating each other, you know, it's alleged, you know, that the Jagger in Jagger's book, not Jagger's book, uh Keith uh Keith Richards' book, the Stones hate each other. They hate Jagger. They call Jagger Brenda. And for years, Jagger had no idea. They were always talking crap about this the Brenda. And one day he figured out he was Brenda, you know, it was like that. And there's the, there's the famous story about Charlie Watts putting on a suit in the middle of the night and going upstairs and punching Jagger in the face. He was saying, I'm not your drummer. You're my singer. It's a great story. I'm not going to repeat it here, but it's a great story. Go, go seek it out. The point is, is that the Stones have always needed each other in order to like, you know, do stuff and be relevant and go out there. Whereas Paul McCartney has held his own for five decades. And I'll tell you, in the last 30 years, since the Beatles anthology, I mean, Paul McCartney, he's been he's like a living God. You know, he's going out there every night. He's playing, you know, three three hour sets to, to sold out audiences. Tickets are too high. Still haven't seen Paul McCartney for that reason. Although next time he plays a stadium, I'm going. I don't care. I'm going. It's happening. I can't let I can't I can't let Paul McCartney leave this world before I've seen him live. I just can't allow it to happen. I that's what I think about in all honesty. And I know it sounds grim and selfish and self-centered, but I just I gotta see that dude. I gotta see him live. I can't not have seen. Paul McCartney live. And it's so like, it's easy to do. He comes around every once in a while and he plays, even though again, for nosebleeds, it's like $250. Most I've ever spent on a ticket was a misfit show, $265. And that was for like, I was like, I was like 20 feet away from Doyle. You know what I mean? Like I was up front, you know? So this idea of being like so far, I was like, why don't you just watch YouTube? You know, maybe, maybe I'm just not thinking about it in the right way. It's not even going to sound good all the way up there. Like, what's the point? You know, it's not like Paul's doing it for the money. You know, he doesn't even he doesn't even make money on those tours. He breaks even, you know. He plays live because he likes to do it. It makes him feel relevant and it makes the point is is that a Paul McCartney solo tour, you know, uh probably goes pound for pound with whatever the stones are doing. You know what I mean? And that's the stones collectively. Because if it was just Mick Jagger or if it was just Keith Richards touring solo, they would dwarf compared to Paul McCartney. You know what I mean? Um, so in a way, in a way, they kind of not having Charlie Watts, not really, you know, they, they need they need someone like Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr on their new album. Uh, whatever form the Stones next studio album takes, it's very likely to include songs recorded with the group's legendary founding drummer, Charlie Watts, who passed away in 2021. That's at, at the age of 80. And that's that's like a, that's a relief in the sense that like, you know, that Charlie will be on whatever recordings come out. If this is the final Stones album, I'm glad that Charlie Watts will be on it as Charlie Watts is Charlie Watts was there from the beginning, man. You know, while the group has since toured with longtime friend and collaborator Steve Jordan on drums, Jagger and Richards confirmed in a 2021 Los Angeles Times interview that Watts 
who missed just one concert in nearly 60 years as the Stones drummer. He missed one concert, had recorded his parts for a number of songs before his death. Let me put it this way, Richard said, you haven't heard the last of Charlie Watts. That really makes me happy. It really does. Um, and, you know, one thing that I will say, you know, I've been sort of slagging on the Stones this whole time. One thing I do have to say, it you cannot deny the vitality of of Mick Jagger at 80 years old going out there and dancing for three hours and just just so high energy. You look at like Kiss who are, you know, about 10 years younger uh, and wear much heavier equipment. They're wearing their armor and they just stand there. Like they have like rods shoved up their, their rear ends or look at Ozzy who has a lot of health issues and the, the, you know, it was a miracle that he toured for as long as he did. I think he, he just finally retired. Uh, but you look at Jagger. I mean, go put on, go put on a, a Jagger, uh, go put on a stones, show on youtube from like last year or whatever and you will see like you know he's obviously slowed down a lot but like again a guy who's like he's like what he's like 78 79 years old to be doing what he is doing it's insane it's absolutely insane it's most certainly nothing that paul mccartney is doing because while paul mccartney is still going out there and doing you know three hour shows or whatever he's you know standing in front of a mic and playing you know, a piano or a bass or a guitar, whereas Jagger is just out there, like just gyrating and, and moving and grooving. Um, you know, even Iggy Pop, man, has slowed down. You know, Iggy Pop stopped stage diving. You know, again, uh, talk, uh, dude is also 10 years younger. Dude also has one leg that's shorter than the other and literally survived death how many times? The fact that, like, he's even still was stage diving his recent... The last time I saw Iggy Pop was 2016 and he was stage diving. Okay. So he was, he was 70. Oh my God. He was 70 years old stage diving. How he was born in 47. Yeah. That, that tracks. My dad is, my dad was born in 52. He just turned 70 last year. He's about to be 71. That puts, that puts Iggy at about uh, 75, 76 years old. 70 year old dude stage diving. That's insane. So again, to like, look at, and you know what? And you know what we can actually do? Let's take a brief detour for just a moment because we can now let's go take a look. Check this out. We're testing this out for the first time. It's not a feature that we can normally do. We're going to, we're going to test this out. Ready? Um, rolling stones. Now I'm just curious to see. This is going to really tax my system, but the internet connection is fast enough now. Rolling Stones live, let's say, let's see, live 2022, right? Let's see what pops up here. Let's see if we got anything. All right, here's Sympathy for the Devil. Eh. All right, here's the full show, actually. This is, uh, I think this is the last show with, uh, with, with uh, Charlie Watts. Actually, maybe. Why? All right, we're not gonna do sound. Oh no, he no. This is Charlie Watts already passed away. But all right, let's give this a shot. Let me know if um. Hold on, let me share my screen here. Yeah, look how fast that is. 
Angus Angus reveals his age. He is 59 and he cannot imagine himself stage diving anymore. So there you go. And and Iggy was still doing it 10 years, 10 years your senior. He was still doing it. Wait, can I do math? Yeah, 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 I can. I can do math properly. Okay. Here we go. Let's let's try this out. Ready? Let's see if we can now watch live video and comment at the same time. How is that? Is that coming in choppy at all? There's Charlie. Charlie Watts. Gone but not forgotten. Long live Charlie Watts. So here's rocks off. That's a pretty rocking number, right? Let's see. Look at look at Jagger. Okay. He's quite clearly he's not, you know, he's not, it's not like he's like jumping around or anything, but look. You know, you have to think he's singing his he's singing his heart out. It's not easy to 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 sing and move around at 70, you know, again, 78. He's just kind of walking around there. Maybe that's a bad example. I don't know. Maybe he has slowed down a little bit. Um, all down the line. Street fighting man. Let's see, let's see him. Street fighting man. There he is. I mean, look, look at him. He's real skinny. He's still grooving, man. He's definitely slowed down a lot. And there's the bass player. I forget his name. Daryl something. He's definitely slowed down. But I mean, dude, like that dude, the fact that he is like out there, you know, and again, how long is this show? This is a two hour, 18 minute show. There's hacking up a long coughing. You know, with, with as much as I could afford to buy a stones ticket, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is better than any live stone show I'm going to see. And I just don't care to see the Rolling Stones live. I really don't. So why would I go see the Stones? You know what I mean? Apart from being able to say, I saw the legendary Rolling Stones. Um, I right, hear some painted black. Let's see what. He's just doing some clap in there. You know? All right. So he's really not that energetic. All right. Let's. Let's actually, let's go for, let's take it back another 10 years. Let's go to, let's, let's go back to 2012. Okay. Rolling Stones live in 2012. Let's see. So this is, this is my birthday. This is my 27th birthday. Yeah. November 25th, 2012. Let's take a look and see what our, <clears throat> If our friends, the stones, let's see, let's see how lively Mick Jagger is. Stupid commercials, stupid commercials. Oh my God. Another one. My goodness. All right. Ready? Here we go. All right. Let's find a good song. Oh, here they do. And I want to be your man. The song that started it all, right? Keith looks pretty uh, energetic there. Yeah, look, he's doing a lot more dancing. Okay, he's a little bit more. Yeah, look at him. Look at him. He's 70. He's like, he's he's what? Like late 60s, early 70s there. You know, and when we think, you know, you think about somebody who is in their 70s and like the 60s. You know what I mean? And you don't you don't think about them doing stuff like this. I don't know. Again, I mean, look at even Charlie Watts, man. Spry, so spry. Look at him. Okay, that's pretty amazing, dude. Look at him dancing, dude. Look at him dancing. 
I mean, so so 10 years, so he slowed down a lot in 10 years because it was 10 years ago. But I mean, again, it's pretty amazing to see how energetic Mick Jaggers. Look at him. I know he's just sort of, you know, skipping along, but like that's, I don't know, man. I, I'm impressed. Miss you. Start me up. There's, I think that's Ron Wood running around. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I just, yeah, look at him. He's just, he's been, he's been going for an hour and 48 minutes now, you know, like, um, how's the video guys? How's the video playback? Can we actually like get some smooth playback and this dude, Daryl, whatever his name is, he's just, he's had the gig of a gig of a lifetime for the last 30 ish years, man, just, you know, in the band, but not allowed to be in the photo shoots, which is kind of crappy. I feel like at this point, I mean, dude is a stone, right? They just don't, they just don't let him be a stone. He's just like a hot, he's still a hired gun on some level. Same with the piano player. Look at Jagger, man. It's crazy. Okay. So, that, I mean, I guess that really, that proves the point of what I'm trying to say. And this idea that Jagger is very energetic. I don't know if you guys were here when we watched those Kiss, those Kiss performances from the 80s when they took off their, 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 their makeup. They were high energy, man. You know, Kiss... Kiss may not have had all the, the spectacle. I'm not really a Kiss guy. Kiss may not have had all the spectacle that they had in the late 70s, but I'll tell you what, when they took off that makeup, they had to compensate somehow, and they were they were crushing it. They were crushing it in the 80s, at least in the live sense. Let's finish this read. Here we go. Um, back to the article at hand. There it is. So despite their long acquaintance and fierce but usually outwardly friendly rivalry, members of the Beatles and the Rolling Stones have rarely collaborated musically. The Stones' second single and first hit was a cover of a Lennon McCartney composition, I Want to Be Your Man, in 1963, although no Beatles performed on that recording. Um, four years later, I didn't know this actually, four years later, Lennon and McCartney sang backing vocals on the Stones' single We Love You in a show of general generational support. The song, Hardly the Stones' Best, celebrated the overturning of a trumped-up drug conviction that saw Mick Jagger and Keith Richards briefly jailed. Uh, that same year, Stones' multi-instrumentalist Brian Jones, first Stones' casualty, played saxophone on a Beatles track that ultimately became a the jokey B-side. I didn't know this either. I didn't know that Jones was on You Know My Name. Look up the number. Go check it out, which has a really cool ska passage. You, you, you know my name. You know my name. Look up the number. It was, yeah, it wasn't released until 1970, but it was, it was recorded. It was recorded much earlier. Not surprisingly, 1967, the, the year of the summer of love was probably the high point. In Beatles Stones relations, they even saluted each other on covers of their albums released that year. Sgt. Pepper's Only Hearts Club Band and their Satanic Majesty's Request won a clear carbon copy of the other. Yeah, this was what I was about to notate, but I guess they already, Variety has covered it. In November of 1968, Lennon and Yoko Ono performed two songs for the concert TV special, The Rolling Stones 
Rock and Roll Circus, which was not released until 1996 and directed by Michael Lindsay Hogg, who also directed the Let It Be documentary. Uh, this was a part of a, they were a part of a one-off super group that also featured Keith Richards on bass, Clapton on lead guitar, and Jimi Hendrix experience drummer Mitch Mitchell. And that was called The Dirty Mac. And they actually play your blues. And it's the first time any of the Beatles are doing it's the first time any of the Beatles are doing uh solo you know stuff outside of the Beatles over the following years various Beatles and Stones not named Lennon McCartney uh Jagger or Richards would cross paths in the studio when guesting on sessions by artists including Leon Russell and Billy Preston amid occasional pot shots at each other in the press which we talked about Yet, even as band members became octogerians, the rivalry remains. It's true, man. And one band hasn't even been around for 50-ish years. In 2021, McCartney said of the Stones, they're a blues cover band. That's sort of what the Stones are. And, you know, at some point, you know that Jagger and Richards read that and laugh, but it's still funny. I think our net was cast a bit wider than theirs. They just go back and forth. Just a few weeks later, Jagger shot back at the group's Los Angeles concert that McCartney was in the audience and would join us in a blues cover. <laughs> it's just so funny. Look at them. They look so goofy, don't they? <laughs> I like, you know, I really like the way Paul is sort of just like let himself be like the aging, the aging guy, like let his hair go like silvery, stop trying to dye it. It looked good. It looks, Paul looks really good now, I think. Um, <laughs> it, it was just a cover band. They're just a blues cover band. Um, <laughs> new Rolling Stones recordings would be released through Universal Music Group worldwide. While no announcement has been made at the time of this article's publication, the Rolling Stones have toured every year since 2012, except 2020, dates for which were postponed to the following year, and in 2023 summer tour seems very likely so the stones are now th this they have been performing for 70 years wait is it 70 or 60 60 sorry 60 uh wait a minute wait yeah yeah, yeah 60 years I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself their seventh decade but 60 years of, of of keith richards and mick jagger playing together could you imagine as i mean that's crazy as old as angus is so, or, or a year shy of as old as Angus is. So these guys have been playing together for exactly one Angus. That's how long they've been playing together. That's crazy, man. That is crazy. And Angus, I'm referring to Angus are uh, uh, in, in the audience tonight in, in the comments uh, mentioning that uh, he is 59. So that's like, that's crazy, dude. That is, that really does blow my friggin' mind. Um. Are you guys excited to see this happen? I am. I whatever it is, I'm 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 all for it. And frankly, I say form a supergroup, man. You know, life's life's too short. You know, everybody's gone. You guys can just go out there and be the rolling beats or the beat stones and call it a day, you know, and, and just let it be. <laughs> let it be. Um before we leave, I'd just like to briefly mention that we are sponsored by Riot Stickers, riotstickers.com, Riot Stickers, We Are The Bomb. These stickers have a 
UV coating on them. They are printed on vinyl to make them waterproof. So they're sunproof. They're waterproof. They're, they, 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 they hold up to the damage that the weather can, can cause. Uh, they got, they, they stay good for about five years. That's pretty good. That's pretty good rating. Um, Dan has seen the stones three times and Paul once is all for it. I'm kind of jealous, man. Now that you've said you've seen the stones three times, I'm kind of like, man, maybe I should see the stones at least once. Um, we're doing a special deal with Brian stickers. As you already know, a thousand stickers, $79. That's seven cents per sticker. Go to ridestickers.com backslash from us. Link is down in the description. Do not sleep on these guys. I'm going to say goodbye now, and I'm going to play the commercial. Um, tune in with us tomorrow night, late night tomorrow night, where I'm just going to be, I think we're just going to be watching videos on YouTube. I think that is the plan. So I'm just going to be watching live music performances that I really like and commenting on them and recommending them to people. And um, I just think everybody should uh, check it out. And we'll just have a good time. We'll just hang out. It'll be something like that. So, um, yeah, why not? It would just, it would just be interesting to see how it would sound. I agree. Angus, totally agree. Peace, hair grease, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow night. Like I said, got some videos. I'm going to be like a VJ tomorrow night. It's going to be a lot of fun. going to be a lot of fun. So my favorite live performances. Also, in case you didn't see the announcement, John Christ, baby. We interviewed John Christ. That is coming up in the near future. So keep your eyes peeled. Peace, hair grease.